Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Bamatia Daf Bays. As we begin Mesachis Bamatia, today's show is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, anonymous wife and children, and Lila Nishmas' mother, Golda Basimcha, Allah Shalom. Also by Daniel Sadian for the success of Klal Yisrael in these times and Atzlacha for our soldiers and our captives. They shall return home safely. Also sponsored by Alvin Siegel and, and family commemorating the art site of Alvin's father, Chaim ben Avram HaLevi, which is tomorrow, the Neshama Shevan Aliyah. And also sponsored by the Psachim Boys in honor of the Shir finishing Baba Kama and in honor of the Chayalim and memory of Yakir Hexter, Hashem Yukam Damo, and all those who have fallen defending and protecting Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael, all the Neshama Shevan we thank all of the sponsors very much for the sponsorship. So as we approach Masechta Bamatia, the first question we uh, always ask ourselves at the beginning of any Masechta is, what is this Masechta doing here? So that's not really such a kasha when it comes to Bamatia, as many of the Rishonim understand. Uh, it's all really one Masechta, Bamatia Bamatia Bamatia. So it's not really a new Masechta, it's just the continuation of Masechta Bamatia. Um, Tosos writes, though, that uh, by every Masechta, you need to give a reason why this Masechta is after the one before it. So even according to the Mandi Amar, that uh, Babakam, Babatia, Babasra are three uh, separate Mesechtos, but you still need to explain why uh, Babatia is after Babakam. And Kol Shikane says, the Mandi Amar, that all Nazikin is Chad Mesechta, then you need to uh, be Mefarish, because uh, in all these Mesechtos, in one Mesechta, you have all these Prakim one after the other. So, meaning, if, it, if you need to explain why one Mesechta follows another, you certainly need to explain why one Perak follows another, meaning that is, is, is that that Kalvachomer needs to be explained because within a, uh, a single book you expect there to be Seder from one book to the next you don't necessarily expect there to be Seder so the Chiddush is that yeah there's even Seder from one Masechta to the other but obviously within one Masechta there's going to be Seder so Tosus points out whichever Shita you hold like as far as whether it's one Masechta or not you need to explain why Shnei Mochs and Betalis appears right here so Tosus writes that since the last Mishra Masechta of Kama spoke about the issue of Chalukah, so therefore we have Bamatsia right after, which also talks about Chalukah, meaning in Babakama we had the din of the uh, the Baal and the Nagar, the carpenter and the uh, and the owner, and there are these chips of wood that come off of the uh, of the wood that he's working with, and who gets to keep it, and uh, how, it depends how large the chips are, how small the chips are, what what uh, what tools he was using, so all of that, you know, what which part goes to the Balabais, which part goes to the uh, carpenter. So that's a form of Chalukah. So our Mishnah also talks about a form of Chalukah. Uh, other Rishonim say differently. The Rambam in the to Seder Zrayim writes, uh, or what we call the Akdamah to the Pirish Mishnais, writes that in uh, Nezikin, the Tanah the, the starts with Baba Kama because that talks about, uh, it makes sense to talk about Nezikin, um, and, uh, meaning be, be, the, the, uh, the, before uh, you, you have to uh, first remove Nizke B'nai Adam, and then you get into Bamatziah, which talks about other Dine Mominus, Tainos, Pikdonos, Shoel, Sachir, those kinds of things. And that's the order that it appears in the Torah as well, in Parshat Mishpatim. First Dine Nezikin of Shorbar, Hever, Vichy, Anashim. And then it speaks about Arba Ashomrim, which is primarily what Bamatziah is about. Tosar Rush explains that since the last parak of Babakama spoke about Gzelos, Hagozal Basra, so we have Bamatziah, the first Mishnah talks about Shnai and Betalis, where they come, each one is coming to claim, or, or one of them is claiming something that's not really rightfully his. So it is a form of 
Gezela, and therefore it picks up very nicely from where Babakama left off. So each of the Rishonim have their own uh, their own explanation of why Babetzia follows Babakama. All of them are correct, meaning the uh, the idea that there are all these themes that connect the end of Babakama with the beginning of Babetzia. They're all true because uh, so so uh, meaning the, the, sometimes like if you have five answers to a question, each answer shows that the other one's not correct. Adarabah, they all complement each other over here. We're trying to show that there are a lot of connections. Between the end of Mesechus Babakama and the beginning of Mesechus uh, Bab Metziah. Bab Metziah on a whole is going to speak about a lot of different topics. We're going to talk about how do you uh, deal with money that we're not sure who the owner is, how will we machria on such cases. We're going to talk about Shavuos Modu B'Mitzas. We're going to talk about Zachon Modem Shalom B'Fanav. We're going to talk about Kinyan Chatzar and Kinyan Dal Ramos and Shtaros that are lost and uh, you know all sorts of uh, different Dinam of Hashavas Aveda and Sheila and Pikadon and Ribis. You know, so so it's a, it's a very very packed mesechta uh, of lamdisha uh, topics and halacha lemaisa topics. So uh, in today's daf, what we're going to talk about is the following. First, we're going to the mission is going to talk about two people who are in possession of an item. We use the example of a talus. It's love dafka. Even a talus doesn't mean what we call a talus. It just means a beged. So two people are in possession of an item. It could be any item. And the ownership of that item is in dispute. So how do we resolve that uh, dispute? Then the Gemara is going to discuss why does the Mishnah use two expressions when describing the taina of each person? It says, uh, Why do you have to say uh, that both of those phrases? If you if you're the one that found it, then obviously it's kula shali, right? And if it's kula shali, you've expressed everything that you've needed to express. So why do we have both of those uh, phrases? So that's the Gemara's uh, initial discussion. Then the Gemara is going to talk about why the Mishnah has to teach the halacha both in the case of a disputed mitziah and in the case of a disputed purchase, meaning uh, that ultimately we're going to settle on the idea that animitzasiyah, and animitzasiyah means each one claims that I had no ownership of this before, but I found it, so now it's mine. Uh, so, uh, and we have a machlokas about how to, how to reconcile that. And the same machlokas applies if each one claims to have been the buyer of the item. Well, of course we have the same machlokas if each one's the buyer of the item. Who cares how they acquired it as long as each one is claiming that it is theirs? So the Gemara is going to discuss why we need to be told both of those cases. Then the Gemara is going to discuss whether our Mishnah requires a shavua on both sides when, uh, when one of them is for sure going to be lying. Meaning, would we force someone into taking a shavua when we know full well that uh, that he's going to that, that would we force two people, two opposing sides, to take a shavua, knowing full well that one of them is going to be lying? Or normally, when we uh, impose a shavua, it's on one side, so he might be lying, but he might also be telling the truth. So I, I don't necessarily know that I'm imposing a shavua that's going to cause someone to uh, to lie. So the gemara is going to talk about whether we do that, and then the gemara is going to discuss whether our mission assumes like the Shita of Sumchus that Mamna Mutl B'Safek is Cholkin, which means Cholkin below Shvua. Whenever you have a Safek about money, you just divide it, even without a Shvua. Or do we assume like the Shita of the Rab 
Rabbanan that are motzi mechaveru alav haraya, that when you're not sure who money goes to, so uh, the burden of proof is on the person who is not currently in possession of the item. So we're just going to try to figure out the authorship of our Mishnah. So let's begin, daf beiz amad alif at the Mishnah. Shnayim ochsin betalis. Two people are holding on to a talis once again. Talis just means a beget. Ze omer This one says, I found it. Vizomer animitsia. And the other one says, No, I found it. And I, I was Kona it first. And and uh, the rush points out, we're talking about that the talus is fa- is is it was found in a place that whoever finds it gets to keep it. Well, what do you mean? Normally there's a mitzvah in the Torah of Ashavasaveda. So what? They're arguing, I get the mitzvah of Ashavasaveda. No, I get the No, they're they're, they're arguing that I want that I get to keep it. Mehechitesi, you get to keep it. You find it in Aveda, you have to return a stam. Talus probably has a simonite. On it uh, items of clothing. You know, it's not like today where they mass produce. Uh, you know, identical uh, identical clothing. I was once at a simcha. The bala simcha was wearing a, uh, a dress, and then her sister-in-law walks in to the simcha wearing the exact same dress, and she walked right out because. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but 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 they, they they mass produce things where it's identical to to each other. In those days, there's no mass production. Every every beged had a simon. Every beged was different than another beged. So the rush says, "Oh no, the case." Must must be that it's an ir sheruba goyim. It's a city that's mostly non-Jews because the halacha of Ashavas Aveda is only in the ir sheruba Yehudim, where most of the people are Jews. Why? Because when you have a city that's rove nachrim, even if the talus fell from a Yisrael, a Yisrael is the one that lost it. Uh, you know, uh, the, the finders keepers. Why? Because we assume that the bailim is misyaish because he assumes that uh, you know for the majority of the population of the city are non-Jews, in all likelihood, a non-Jew is going to find it. And he doesn't have a mitzvah of Ashavah Saveda, so uh, he says, so right away, the Bailim is, is, is Miyayesh. Plus, he, he, he assumes that even if a Jew finds it, uh, the Jew will assume that it was lost by a Nachri, because that's the, uh, the majority chance, was that it was lost by a Nachri. And the Allah is that although, absolutely, absolutely, as we learned to Baba Kama, Gezel Nachri is Aser, you're absolutely not allowed to be Gezel from a Nachri, not allowed to steal from a Nachri, not allowed to cheat a Nachri in any which way, but there's no mitzvah of Hashavah Saveda on a, on a, on a, on a of, a, of a Nachri. So that's what the Rosh points out, that that in a case where it's in ear sheruba akum, then it makes sense that if you're saying animitzasia, you're saying I get to keep it. Paras Yosef just has a ha'ara that that lechora only follows the shita of Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar that we're going to learn at Avchav Talal Ramad Aleph that someone who's motzi mitzia in a city that's rov gayim that it's shalal. But the Gemara is not sure whether the Chum disagree with that. So the Rush should have given an example that's lekulei alma that there's no room for dispute. Like you see that it fell from a guy or that uh, it fell from Yisrael and you heard him be misyaish. So if you know that the Yisrael who lost it was misyaish or you know that the Aveda was an Aveda Snachri, that would be uh, the, something that, that there is no dispute about. That everyone would agree that whoever finds it gets to keep it. That would have been the better example for the rush to give, says the Paras Yosef. But the rush this time gives a simpler example that it's an ear Sheruba Nachrim. So again, this uh, Ruvain says, Animitzasia. And, and, and Shimon says, Animitzasia. Zeomer Kula Shali, Zeomer Kula Shali. Each Ruvain and Shimon claim that it's it belongs entirely to me. So the halacha, therefore, is pachos pachos 
each of them takes a shvua that they own no less than half of it. And then they could split it equally between them. And the Chavim are that each of them has to take this uh, the, the uh, this shvua in a nusach that uh, that that, uh, that 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 uh, that that they're not going to both. That, that neither of them will for sure be lying. It's not that I found it. Uh, that's not the Shavuot. The Shavuot is not that it's entirely mine. It's just that I don't have any less than half because since we know what the end game is going to be over here, that each one is going to take half. We don't want to force someone into a Shavuot that's, uh, that, that's, that's going, to, uh, that's going to, to, to be a lie. So uh, the Tosos points out over here, it's uh, an important Tosos, Dibra Maschel Viachloku, where Tosos points out that you find um, uh, three different circumstances of tainos between two people about an object, uh, about whatever type of object, and in each case the uh, halacha is different. Meaning there are three very similar cases in Shas, and in each case the halacha is different. We have to be magdir why it is that when uh, two people are, dis- uh, when there's an object under dispute, we have three cases in Shas, and the halacha is different in each of the three cases. What are the rules in place? One case is our Mishnah. Two people are being ochez in a metziah, and each one says that they were the first ones to find it. Second case, there's a boat that's in the river, and there's a a dispute between two people. Each one says that it's their boat, but no one is ochez in it. It's in the river. And what's the what does the, the what does the Gemara say over there? We do not say over there. Uh, and then they they split it. No, over there we say whoever is able to overpower the other one, he's the one that gets to keep it. Okay, what does overpower mean with rayos with strength? That's a whole discussion for that sugya. But the resolution is very clearly not the same as the resolution over here. And then the third case we have is going to be later on in this Masech, in the Mishnah Lamed Zayin, where it talks about two people have a pikadon, that they, that they each one gave a pikadon to a third party, but the one gave a pikadon of $100, the other one gave a pikadon of $200, and each one claims to be the guy that gave the pikadon of $200. So according to Rabbi Yossi, all three uh, uh, $100 bills are put aside, and according to the Chamim, no, each one gets their $100, and the third $100 bill is put aside, because that's really the only one that's in dispute. So a third way of resolving uh, money that's in dispute. So how do we make sense of when we say uh, when do you say and when do you say so Tos says the Klalim are basically as follows. If they are both muchsak in the object that they're arguing about, and if you were to split it between uh, the two of them, it could be that that split is actually true, is actually the correct thing to do. Because I don't know that this object fully belongs to any of these parties. It could be that they both found it at the same time, that it was, uh, you know, that, that, that it, was, uh, it was a tie. And uh, if it's a tie, obviously each one is going to see things their way, and they'll each think that they got there a millisecond before the other guy, but the MS might be that it's Yachloku. Of the MS might be that it's Yachloku, and each one will take half. Because that actually might be true. A, a, a second uh, um, uh, klal that Tulsa says is that if they're both oches in the uh, in, in, in the uh, in, in the chefetz, if they're both uh, they both ha- hold it, and the chalukah cannot be. Uh, 
cannot be uh, the, the, the MS, like two people that are mafkid, uh, you know, Zeman of Zemasayim, where they're considered as if they're ochzim because uh, they're, the, 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 the guy who's holding on to it is holding on to it for them. So if you were to split the third hundred dollars, we know that that's for sure not true. We know one of them gave 200, one of them gave 100. So if you give, you know, if each one takes back 150, that's for sure incorrect because uh, that, that we know that that's not the case. The, uh, so definitely belongs to one of them. So then we say And then the third rule is if neither of them are, are, are muhsak in the chayfets, like the boat, where no one is being ochiz in it, so then the din is called the alum gadar. So uh, and the Gemara is going to explain the sheet of sumchas that even if uh, you don't have shnayim ochsin in the chayfets and the chalukah cannot be MS, if the suffix is a suffix of even without the tainos of the tzadim, you know, we call lekadrar the ramona, so then you'll be chalik without a shvua. But that's basically the three different cases that you have all, all over Shas, and Tulsa says there is a rhyme and reason over here. It's not just that we randomly come up with different ways to resolve when two people are disputing money. So, in our Mishnah, Shayim Boks and Batalis, each one claims it's fully theirs, so uh, each one swears that no less than half of it is theirs, and then Yachloku. Vaiter in the Mishnah, Ze'omer Kula Shaliv, Ze'omer Chetzi What if the case is different? One guy says, I own the entirety of the Talis, and the other one says, I agree that uh, you own half of the Talis, but I own the other half, that we are partners in this talus. So over here also, each one is going to have to take a shavua, but there is no dispute about half of the talus. The whole dispute is only about the other half of the talus. So Omer Kulashali Yishav The one that claimed Kulashali has to take a shavua, that he owns no less than 75% of this talus. And the one that says Chetzi swears that he owns no less than 25% of the talus. So uh, this one gets 75%. The one that said Kula Shali gets 75% of it, and the one that said Chetzi Shali gets 25% of it, which is very logical because 50% of it not, is not in dispute. So we view it as if 50% already belongs to one party. That's not in dispute. What's in dispute is the other 50%. So they split the other 50%, exactly like the first case in the Mishnah. In fact, it's so logical that that should be the case that the Rush raises the question, he says, I don't understand. How can you include in the Shavua that he owns 75%? There is 50% that is not in dispute. How can we make a guy take a Shavua about something that's not in dispute? Just let him have that and let him only take a Shavua on the uh, 25% uh, the, you know, on, 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 on 25% of the remainder, you know, uh, which uh, or, you know, half of the remainder, which is 25% of the Talas. So the Rosh says, yeah, yeah, Meikar Adin, he really should have taken half, uh, the half that the other guy is the two, and the other half uh, there would be cholik b'shvua. But the chum were misakin that he should incorporate in his shvua his full ownership, everything that he owns within this talis, in order that he shouldn't be a ramai, in order that he shouldn't, uh, you know, deceitfully, you know, take a shvua. Oh, I own no less than twenty-five percent of it, and in his mind he's thinking of. If everyone could just please mute. In his mind he's thinking of of uh, the, the the part that's not in dispute. So he's saying, oh, I didn't lie when I took a shvua. He really doesn't own the second half 
Avili only owns the first half. And when he says, I own no less than 25%, he means of the whole talus. So we say, you know what? You're not taking a shvui that you don't own less than 25%. You take a shvui you don't own less than 75%. And that way, there's no way that he's going to be able to do so. Now, the Rush points out that the Gemara says that in Masechus Nadarim, Kishahin Mashbiyuno, so Omrimla, whenever someone takes a shvui, we warn him in advance and we tell him, have a yodeya, shalowal tanai shabalibcha anumashbiyvoscha, that when you take a Shavua, you don't get to make up your own language and say, oh, what I meant. No, you're speaking our language. So you have to take a Shavua about what we mean with the words that we mean. So such a Ramos wouldn't work anyway, but still, uh, it's still best to make it as clear as it possibly can be. And therefore, we incorporate in the Shavua the full uh, 75%, even though what's in dispute is not the full 75%. Okay, so now the Mishnah brings a similar case of a dispute between two people um, about a uh, behema that they found. Two people are riding on an animal. Or one of them is riding the animal and the other one is leading the animal. So they're both do- doing some form of kinyan on the, uh, on the animal. Each one claims that the animal belongs entirely to him. So Each one has to Swear that they, Jeremy's iPhone, whoever that is, please mute yourself. Um, the uh, so Zayi ba pachos michatzi, Zayi shavashelo ba pachos. Pach, I know, I know. It's uh, I don't know what to do. I can't, I can't mute. Him. Um, so Zayi, Jeremy, if you could just mute yourself. Each one should swear. Ah, thank you. Each one should swear that they don't have less than uh, less than half of it, and uh, and then they should divide it. And the chiddush in this din is that both a rochev and a manig are coded the behemoth from hefker equally, and uh, there's no uh, benefit of a manig over a rochev. Meaning, one might have thought that look, if I'm manig an animal, that's a kinyan mashicha. I know what kind of kinyan that. Is. That's a valid form of Kenyan. Riding on an animal, who may taste that any Kenyan at all? So the Kiddush over here is that they're, that they're both equally uh, valid forms of Kenyan for whatever reason. The Gemara is going to have to discuss what and why. And that. But, but that's the Kiddush of this line of the Mishnah. Now, not just that it's a behemoth, but that, you know, by Shaymachs and Batalas, they're both doing the same thing with the Talas. Over here, they're not both doing the same thing. Bizman Shei Modim, then the Mishnah concludes, Bizman Shei Modim, if they both agree that they, uh, that they found it at the same time and that neither one got there before the other guy, or there are Edim, that they picked it up at the same time, then Chalkin below Shvua, then there's no sense in making anybody take a Shvua, we know exactly what happened, we know that it belongs equally to both of them, so then you split it without having to take a Shvua, the Gemara much later is going to discuss what exactly is the Chiddush of this last line of the Mishnah, meaning obviously if there's no dispute, there's no dispute, meaning uh, you know that there's nothing to swear about. Okay, so now the Gemara picks up on the lushan of the Mishnah in the first case. That the first case was not just that each one says Animitsasiya, but each one then elaborates and says and Kula Shali. So Lamali in the Mishnah, Zamar Nimitsiva, Zamar Nimitsiva, Zamar Kulashali, Zamar Kulashali, listen Chada, just say one of those phrases that each one says Animitsasiya, or each one says Kula Shali. So answers the Gemara. Chada katani. The 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 uh, the Tana is actually only teaching one Taina, and that is Zeomer Animitzasiha 
that uh, each one is claiming that I found it and it therefore fully belongs to me. So it says, meaning the Gemara's first question is, um, the, the, uh, seems to be that uh, if it's two cases, then they're identical to each other. So why do you need to mention two cases? So the Gemara's answer is, no, no, it's really only one case. And it's just uh, the full elaboration of the person's taina is, I found it and therefore kulishali. So velisni uh, animitzasia says more, but let it just say animitzasia vaanoya dana to kulishali. I know what the halacha is when you find a an item. Let's uh, add in, in in a city that's rov nachrim. I know that that means that it's kulishali. You don't have to tell me that that elaboration of the taina. So itana animitzasia. No, because if it only would have said the phrase animitzasia hava amina my mitzasia reisiha, I would have assumed that mitz. Does not mean Kenyan. The way people speak very often is to say, I found it, meaning I saw it first. Uh, you saw it first. That's not a form of Kenyan to see something first. So, uh, so uh, had he just said Anim we would not know that he necessarily did, did a form of Kenyan. So he's just, he's just saying that I saw it. Even though the Metsia did not yet come into his hand, that he's claiming that by seeing it, I'm already Kona it. So Tana Kulashali, that's why the Tana adds to his Taina that it's Kulashali, which means that I picked it up first and therefore I was Zoha in it, and uh, the other guy came and just grabbed half you know, grabbed the other end out of my out of my hand. So Debriya Lokani and the Tana is teaching us that Riya is not a valid form of Kinyan from Hefker, that he needs to say that he actually picked it up. So I asked the Gemara, Mimatsasamrit, my Mitsasia Riisia, can you really say that uh, that the phrase Mitsasia Really, just means I saw it. Vamar or Ravina changes it to the uh, when the pasuk says that implies that you've lifted it that you've picked it up that you did a Kenyan Agba'ah so you see that the word Metziah does not mean Re'iah the word Metziah means that you actually did a Kenyan that you actually picked it up so it says in when the Torah says Metzasa that's where Ravina says that means Asaliyadeh that means that you did a Kenyan Agba'ah Umihu, but not everyone speaks the language of the Torah. So the Tana is telling us that when a guy says he doesn't always mean that I was the one that did a Kinyan Agba. The Lashon B'nai Adam is different than the Lashon HaTorah. The way people talk, as soon as they see something, they said, oh, I found it first. Even though they didn't uh, do any form of Kinyan on it. They think they were calling it just by seeing it first. So that's why it has to add in order to make it clear that by seeing it alone, you're not Kona anything. So says okay, you still don't need both phrases, just use the phrase that is more explicit. So if you use Kulashali, leaves no room for, uh, you know, for, for negotiation. You're right, he might have just meant that he saw it. But Kulashali means it's mine, which means he actually made a Kenyan on it. So why not just say Kulashali and then you don't need to say Animitsasiya? So says Mano, Itana Kulashali, if the, uh, the, 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 the case would be taught where each one is just saying Kulashali, have mina be'alma duktani mitsasiya, briya be'alma kani, it would still leave 
room to argue that in a case where a person says uh, he's, uh, he, he would be Kona just by seeing it. So that's why it has to say Animitsia to let it be known that Animitsia alone is never enough. So Tani, Animitsia, Vahadutan Kulushli, Dimi Mishni Sarashmin and Dari Ilokani. From the fact that Animitsia is coupled with Kulashali, now I know that just saying that I saw it first is not a valid form of Kinyan and that uh, that that would not be a taina whatsoever. Say Nochinami, if it just would have said Kulashali, we would have uh, it would have been a perfectly good case for the Mishnah with with no misunderstanding in that case itself. But in order to be megala on what the halacha is when a person says animitzasia, we, we we include the phrase animitzasia along with kula shali. So says Mar, but katani. Do you really think it's all one case? Animitzia kula shali is all one case that they're, it's, the mission is only describing two people arguing over a talis that they're both holding on to, and each one says both phrases animitzia kula shali katani. But if you look at the mission, the word zek keeps coming up. Ze omer animitzasia, vize omer animitzasia, ze omer kula shali, vize omer kula shali. Meaning, it sounds like it's two separate uh, statements because if it was uh, one, one statement it should have been that's not what it says it says makes it sound like it's two separate cases the Zez split up the cases rather Barashi Va'amilan. Some say Kedi, a uh, name of a Chacham, apparently whose name is Kedi, Rashi writes in Masechus Gittin, is the author of this statement, that, uh, that in fact it is two cases. Reisha b'metzia, Sefa b'mekach memkar. Enochinami, two cases. One case is they're both holding a talus and each one is saying, I found it, and that's why I'm the owner of it, because I picked it up as a metzia. And one case where they, they're each holding a talus and they're each claiming, I bought it, I, I purchased this talus. So it's two totally separate cases. And in both of those cases, the halacha is yachloku b'shavua, that they divide it with a shavua. Okay, well, why do I need both of those cases? Now that you tell me it's not the same case, what's the chiddush in teaching me two cases? So says Utsricha, the Tana has to mention a case where the dispute involves a metziah as well as a case where the dispute involves a, uh, a mecca. Why? Why so? Because if it only would have said Metzia, have me Metzia the Ram Rabban Shvuale. That when it comes to Metzia, we require each of them to take a Shvua. Um, that uh, and we're not Choshesh that each one is going to be lying. Mishum because Demori, uh, I mean, the, 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 uh, he's not he's not trying to steal a Chayfetz that belongs to the other guy. The fact that he's holding on to the Talis is because he's more a heter for himself to grab it. For Amar, he says, midi You know, my friend, when Maybe my friend got there first, but this is found money. I mean, this is something uh, five minutes ago, uh, neither of us had this. Five minutes ago, this didn't belong to either one of us. So it's, uh, it's a windfall for, uh, you know, for, so he should be entitled to such a big windfall. Maybe he should be entitled to half of that, and I share the wealth, and I'll be entitled to half of that. It's very easy to be more heter. He didn't work hard for this money. He didn't uh, yarshin this money. He didn't, yeah, it just was there on the street. And if I would have uh, left my house three seconds, 
seconds earlier, I would have been the first one to find it. So, so I feel fully comfortable going and grabbing it and therefore splitting it with him. So now that the Chum are going to be Matal uh, so, uh, so so uh, I'm not going to want to be, uh, that would feel wrong if I had to take a Shavuot Sheker. I would not, I, I'm not a liar, I'm just, uh, I'm just someone, I, I just want to take advantage of, uh, of an opportunity. It's very easy for a person to be more ahead but if it's case of where I didn't buy it, he did, and I'm coming to claim that I'm the one that bought it, there's no more hetter. I know that I'm a liar from the very beginning by making such a claim. Say, I would think such a person, you can't impose a shvua on, on such a person because he, just like he lied with his original claim, he'll lie in the shvua as well. So, uh, so I would have thought in the case of right? maybe we should just leave it at Shiva Eliyahu. So the mission of the Chadish said, even in the case of Memkar, there's still a way to be more hetter because the Mishnah is talking about a case where they're both, they both gave money to the Mocher and in that case they're called B'Shavua because they both gave money and uh, you know so what he gave the money a few minutes before me uh, but we're, we were both interested in buying it we both paid for it and therefore it's not an, out, an outright blatant lie where the guy has no Svara to be more hetter and if it only would have said a case of Memker and Memker, Mekach Memker, Hudram Rabban Shvuale. I would say that's where the Rabban require each of them to take a Shvua, and they're not uh, uh, concerned that uh, that he's going to be Nishva the Sheker, Mishum Demori Va'amar, because he's he's going to say that I'm not trying to steal anything, and he's more ahead of himself by saying that it's not a Chash Iser, Chavroi Dami Kayavah, not Dami Kayavna, because he's going to say, My friend gave some money for the uh, Talis, and I also gave money for the Talis, so I'm not trying to take anything without paying for it and therefore he justifies in his mind I'm going to pay for it and whatever money my friend gets he'll get reimbursed if he doesn't get to walk home with the talis so uh, you know I'll pay for it he'll get his money back right now I need a talus you know I again talus is love dafka and talus it's a you know it's a suit you know it's, a, it's, a, it's my uh, simcha tomorrow I need to I need a suit for my simcha this guy doesn't have a simcha coming up so let me have it so I'll pay for it and let me have it so I'll go take it and I'll uh, pay for it and the mocher will return his money to him and then he'll go shopping tomorrow he'll find himself a nice suit tomorrow but by where you can't say, oh, I'll take it today, and when, when he needs it, he'll find another Metziah. No, that, he, that you don't get to generate Metziahs. Metziahs are, uh, they're Metziahs. They, uh, they appear out of nowhere. Say, Emelos, I would say that you can't be Mashbia, the guy, because the guy that was Tophis Atalash Shalokadin is a Gazlan Gomor. He has no Hara'as Heter whatsoever. And since he's Chashurang Zelos Mamun, he's Chashurang Shvur Sheker as well. So I would think that the Metziahs Atalash should be Munachachiyav Aliyahu, because I can't make a liar take a Shavuah that uh, you know we, we can't trust it so Tzricha that's why the Tanas tell me that both in the case of Metziah and in the case of Mekach Memkar he has to uh, take a Shavuah because in each case it's possible that the guy is going to be uh, is going to be Mora Heter now the Gemara assumes that the case of Mekach Memkar is uh, that only one of them gave money for the Talis and the dispute between the two of them is who is the one that gave the money to the Mocher so the Gemara discusses well you know there's a simple way of resolving that if that were really the dispute each one is claiming I already paid for it and we know only one of them already paid for it 
ask the mocher. He, he, he knows who he took the money from. So I asked the Gemara, Mekach Memkar, where each one claims that he bought the chavitz, Litzi Zuzi Manakit, just ask the mocher, who did you get money from? And you know, you'll know who the buyer was. So the tzricha, no, the, the case is, that they both paid for it. Michad Midaite, but one of them was a normal transaction where he just gave the other fellow money, where he just gave the mocher money, but the other one uh, gave the money balkorcho. I mean, I, I told him it's not for sale, and he shoved the money in my hand and said, yes it is, I, I, I want it. But and I have no recollection which of these guys gave me the money midaite, which one gave it balkorche. And therefore, uh, each one has to take a shvua that and the one that, uh, that the mocher did not uh, you know, it was not uh, did not take it from willingly. Uh, doesn't isn't really entitled to any of it. Uh, but uh, so hopefully he is not going to want to be nishvel sheker and he'll be moda rather than be nishvel sheker and the whole thing will be resolved. But certainly um, the money is going to be reimbursed. No one's going to end. You know, the mocher is not going to end up with the money of both of them. Money will be reimbursed based on the distribution of the item. Okay, so now the gemara brings machlokas tanaim between the chachamim. And Benanas. So, what is the? It's referring to machlokas that appears elsewhere in Shas. What it's referring to is a Mishnah and Daf Memheim Ralf Masecheshvuos of a Balabayis that uh, hires uh, workers and he makes a deal with the Chenveni that that Chenveni should give them, uh, you know, uh, some prutos for their work. And at the end of the day, he's going to give the Chenveni a sella. So the Chenveni uh, tainas that he paid the workers. He did exactly what he was uh, supposed to do. So now give me my sella. Now the workers claim, we never got anything from the chenveni. Uh, we never got paid a, a, a penny. So uh, so, you, so they, their time is on the balabais. You haven't paid us yet. So the Humboldt, in that case, the chenveni swears that he gave the money to the poem. The poem swear that they haven't gotten any money, and then they could both go collect from the balabais. So the balabais will have to repay the chenveni and repay the workers, whereas Ben Nanas disagrees. And he says, you can't be mashbia poem and the chenveni because one of them is a vaday shakran. It's not possible that the chenveni paid the workers and that the workers didn't get paid. So you can't make a shvua on two parties when one, when, when one of them is vade going to be lying. So maybe our mission is not like Benanas, the Benanas, because if you're going to assume like Benanas, you can't be mashvia, shnei balei dinim, where one of them is going to be lying. Over here, only one of them is the first one to have picked up the talis and be zoche in kula in, 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 in the entire talis. So how can you be mashvia both parties that they don't have pachos after all, one of them is a liar. So says Marna, I feel the same Benanas. Our Mishnah assumes like Benanas. Hasab vade ikoshvoshav. The case of the Polim and the Chenveni, one of them is definitely lying. Hacha, over here, it's possible that one of them is lying, but because it's also possible, maybe not equally possible, but also possible that neither of them are lying and that they both found the talus at the same time, they both picked up the talus at the same time, and therefore they are each actually entitled to half of that talus. Now the Gemara brings the Shita of Sumchus, which we already learned in Masech's Baba Kama, um, and discusses whether our Mishnah assumes like Sumchus. 
Mechus. Over there in Babakamadaf Memvav, we talk about a short time is Nagach Epara, and you find the Ubra Betzida, you find the, uh, the fetus on the side of the, uh, of the Para. So the Bala Shor, uh, the owner of the Shor that was Nogeach, says that the Para was, uh, gave birth um, uh, the, um, and, and, uh, uh, to, uh, to a dead uh, fetus before uh, the Negicha, and therefore the, that, uh, that, that dead fetus has nothing to do with me. I don't have to reimburse you for that because uh, by the time my uh, animal came into the picture, it was uh, the, the, uh, the, the victim was not pregnant anymore, and the Bala Para say, says that the, uh, that the Para only gave birth after the Negicha, and it died because of that Negicha. So the Allah is that that money that's in dispute is Yachloku, that the Mazik pays the Nizik for uh, a quarter of the Nizik for the Harigas Ubar. And the Gemara says that Yehuda says in the name of Shmuel over there that that Mishnah assumes like Sumchus, that Mamun Amutu is Cholkim. But the Chachamim disagree, and they say, and the Nizik is going to have to bring Adim that the party gave birth after the Negicha if he wants to get paid for that Ubar at all. So they must say, into Loka Sumchus. Our Mishnah seems to be against Sumchus. Dika Sumchus below Shvua. Sumchus holds without any Shvua. And yet in our Mishnah, in order to split it, we're requiring a Shvua. The Elamai Rabbanan. So what are you trying to say? That our Mishnah is assuming like the Rabbanan, that Amotzimich Haveralavaraya? And without a raya, you get nothing. And over here in Armistrom, we're not requiring any raya. So it's not like some, it's not like the Rabbanan. So says Gemara, no. In our Mishnah, there's no stira to the Chachamim. There's only stira to Sumchus. Hi, my Iyam Bisham Rabbanan. If you can say, I'm also Mechavir Lavaraya, Hasam Tafsi Tarvayu. That's because they're not both holding on to it that you say, I'm also Mechavir Lavaraya. So I'm Rabbanan, I'm also Mechavir Lavaraya. But Hachad Tarvayu Tafsi. But over here, where they're both holding on to it, they both have a Kenyan in it. So Palgi Lobishua, maybe the Rabbanan would say, this is a different case, and therefore you take a shvua. In a case where they're not holding on to it, you're going to split it without a shvua. Over here, where it's even more clear that you should split it, of course you should split it without a shvua. So it says, Our mission might even be going like sumchus. When does sumchus say that uh, you cholik below shvua when each one has a tiny shema? But when it comes to uh, each one having a tainus bari, Sumchus does not say that you cholik without a shavua. In that case, you're going to be cholik with a shavua. So this conversation of the authorship of our mission, what the exact svara is to be cholik with a shavua, continues uh, in the bottom and over into tomorrow's daf. Bezusham will pick up with the Rabbi Baruchuna da'amar tomorrow. Have a great day. Great Shabbos, everybody. Okay, so I guess, uh, I guess, uh, I guess, uh, Oh, good Shabbos, good Shabbos.